Katie and Sister Madeline for always doing such a great job. Amen. If everybody didn't have their Bibles in their hands, they'd just be clapping and saying thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. That's, that's a great clap. Amen. John 4. Appreciate everybody doing their part. Some of you, it's a little more obvious how you bless others. Some of you, it's your faithfulness, your prayers, your kindness. Little things you do that are just so generous and just awesome. And every bit of it matters. Every bit of it matters. Hallelujah. We all have different gifts and abilities and opportunities. Sometimes you have a desire to do more, but the opportunity just isn't there. And, you know, you can kind of be so disappointed, but, but God knows. You just keep praying, and God's, God's going to work it. Amen. We're turning to John 4, and I know this is uh, probably super basic and, and fundamental, but, you know, that's just where God has us right now. So let's ask God to help us right now before we read our text. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you, Lord, for just so, so amazing, God, just what you're doing in us and helping us, God. And I pray that, that every lie of the enemy that would try to hinder, God, your people just experiencing and loving your presence and what you're doing, let it just be just brought to nothing in Jesus' name, Lord. And I pray, let your word nourish our souls let your word feed us god and lord give us your wisdom give us your help god and that we can be everything you've called us to be lord there's a purpose lord why we're in your church lord there's a purpose in why we're living in your kingdom god i pray that you would just help us to understand that and God, that you would work in us in a greater measure. We love you. We thank you, God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. John 4, so familiar. Verse 13. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Natural. Amen. But whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Spiritual water. He's always trying to get our hearts and minds into the spiritual nature of the kingdom of God. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. He says in the seventh chapter, out of your belly flow rivers of living water. Amen. The woman saith unto her, sir, give me this water. Give me this water. That I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. I think she was starting to get what he was saying. I, I think she was recognizing there's more going on. I, I think she felt that, that connection of, he's talking to my spirit now. Amen. I, I don't think she thought, wow, that'd be great to just have someone, I don't have to work so hard to get it out of the well. Well, I know you're standing, but so am I. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Jesus already knew what he was doing. He already knew what was going on. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, That thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidst thou truly. We're going to stop right there. God bless you. You can be seated. 
We are living in a day that I don't know that a day goes by that I don't just shake my head a little bit at something and say, what a crazy world we're living in. Amen. And we can very easily be upset at everything that is working in our nation, in our culture, that is trying to normalize those things that are ungodly. Now, don't get me wrong. Sin has been around for a long time. But that we'll see more and more in our culture that this idea that the stigma and the shame of sin. Amen. I I hesitate. I don't want to be crude. And I I understand and and believe me, the idea of trying to be sensitive to folks. But but we have to deal with terms nowadays. People have said, how dare you slut shame someone how dare you make someone feel awkward because of their i'll just use a king james word their lascivious behavior we're living in odd times we're living in days when 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 we're We've got all of, of Hollywood, really, and all of, uh, of much of the, the influencers that are, that are on social media trying so hard to, to make every, every bit of, of, of sin and, and perversion and, and foolishness just so normalized. Amen. And it is our responsibility to address that as Christians. It is our responsibility. Don't get, uh, don't get it wrong. In a modern day when churches have been more influenced than been uh, the salt and the light, that, that God's Word still says, God is not mocked. Don't be deceived. Amen. And over and over in your New Testament, you'll find sin laid out and very much called out. Very much defined. And... and, and very clearly saying, this isn't a lifestyle of a child of God. Amen. This isn't, you can't practice these things and call yourself a Christian. Second Timothy 2.19, let me read it to you, says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart. Depart from iniquity. God loves us so much that He would save us from our sins. Amen. Sin is is bondage. It's death according to the Bible. It's darkness. And God would deliver us into the kingdom of His marvelous light. When you get a revelation that my will and my way and my sins were destroying my life. That I know God loves me, but He loves me enough like a heavenly great Father that He is that will help me have something so much better than sin. Amen. Not only do we recognize this culture and, and the normalizing of sinful behavior, of ungodliness, unrighteousness, but we have to recognize that Jesus Himself and His Spirit working in the church was very, very plain and, may I say, almost brutally honest with hypocrisy. That sin must be addressed in the church. Amen. I'm not your friend if I enable you to go on in behaviors 
that are damaging you, that are separating you from the goodness of God. Hypocrisy is not, is not helping anyone in church. And the idea in a modern day that we can all just love God but live our lives, we quote it so often, and let me quote it once again, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Oh, God forbid. There is a way to be free. There is a way to have a life that is, that, that is filled with God's power, with God's peace, with God's joy. Amen. It's so important that we recognize that God breaks those chains and gives us an abundant life in Him. Jesus was plain with, can I say the elephant in the room, so to speak? He did not really candy coat it with her. He didn't act somehow like, oh, that doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. But one thing we must recognize in our frustration. Anybody ever get frustrated? Sometimes get angry at seeing things, seeing people try to push that, trying to get it into our uh, our schools. I I don't know if I share this from the pulpit, but but uh, we got a newspaper, you know, I've. Most of us know my sister Flosser likes to to read those old-fashioned newspapers in the morning. <laughs> Amen. And uh, she likes to turn the pages of a of a of a real newspaper. And whenever I say, you know, you get that all online, and and we don't have to pay all that, she says, I like that. I say, well, if she likes it, I'll be okay with that. And I think it was the front page of the newspaper one time, and it was the Jewish Community Center, and they were having uh, story time for the small children. My granddaughter, Eden, Isaac's daughter, is, does daycare at the Jewish Community Center. They've got a lot of great things going on there, a lot of neat things that we were very impressed when we heard. And Isaac's, you know, uh, he's a great daddy, and he, uh, he really looked into a lot of things. And, and uh, we see on the front page of the newspaper that they, uh, some people didn't like the fact that they were scheduling story time with a drag queen. In our community. Now, if you really have a very liberal agenda, let me just say this. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And you think, well, you know, we're not going to worry about, you know, what sex you're attracted to and what the Bible says about that. Or maybe even what gender you uh, identify with. But this is just someone with a very perverted hobby. That's all that is. This is a man who literally in, said in the article, uh, I go to bars dressed as a woman and, and perform an obscene, I'll keep it simple, obscene uh, dances. I'm not going to do all that in front of these children, though. And I literally, we called Isaac right away and said, Are you, do you know about this? He said, I wasn't told. I had no idea. I didn't get a letter. I didn't get an email. I didn't get any kind of notification this was going to happen. I said, wow, what a crazy world we're living in. What a sad thing. And it, it, there, there's things like that, that that when you see it just just pushed into areas, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And, and, and it, it can be very frustrating. But I want to say something to the church here today, as much as every bit of that and so much more that we can spend time with and have spent time on. God has us here at such a time as this with a purpose. 
to help people be set free. Jesus saw this woman that has had five husbands and was living with a man right there. And you see one thing, compassion. Amen? People in this world are broken. Amen? They're broken. I, don't, I can't say it any other way. And when I look at their lives and, and I can make such a, an easy judgment call and look at them, point that finger and say, how could that possibly be something that you would find acceptable as, as a lifestyle, as, as, a, as, a, as a choice in your life? And I've got to recognize God's been good to me. God's been good to me. And in this world... People are so broken and so, so hurting. They need a Savior. Our purpose, our, our goal in this world is to minister, to love, to serve, to, to reach out to people that are broken. Amen. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, there's, there, there, we have to be, we, we're not here to, to, to point a finger, but we're here to say there's help for you. There's, there's healing for you. No matter who you are or what you've accepted, you're like, I want to let you know that Jesus has the answer. What you're really looking for, He addressed that real thirst inside of this woman. You're seeking for something. It should be obvious. Let's look past all the, the, the political uh, frustrations and look to the hearts of people that are looking for answers. And this world has let them down. Amen. Many times their families have let them down. Many times their churches have let them down. Amen. There are people that are hurting and broken and, and, and feel like God has, God certainly has, has given up on me. Or I've, I've had people come and say, say, living horrible lives, saying, I feel like I'm cursed of God. They need somebody to say, no, God cares about you. Amen. God sees you in your broken state and everything you're doing to try to self-medicate, trying to somehow find purpose and identity in this world. It needs to be obvious to the church that has the answer that they need the, we need to show compassion and not anger. Loving, but listen, this is the thing that, that is the challenge. Loving people, really caring about people, really having, well, I mean, let's look at Jesus. Hallelujah. Look, let's, let's, uh. Turn to John, the 15th chapter. John 15, the Gospel of John 15. Let me just read it to you. This is the challenge. If I stand up with anger, maybe even hints, notes of hatred, amen, rage, I've seen it. I've seen Churches loaded full of people just angry at sin. And I, I understand. I, I understand. But can I tell you, when you start loving people and trying to be part of the solution, because I'll tell you as a, as a former sinner myself, and thank God for the grace of God that 
I'm not saying I'm not standing up here saying I'm a perfect man, but hallelujah. God's gives us the hope that old things pass away and all things become new. Amen. I can tell you judgmentalism never once said, Oh, I want what you have. Coldness, anger, and hatred never once made me feel like, you know what? I, I feel like maybe there's hope for me. Amen? We have to be careful with that. But when we start really showing compassion to people that really need it the most, John 15, verse 19, just like him. If you were of this world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Jesus so loved the world, but yet in his love he is hated. He's crucified. And he tells us there will be persecution. And when you care, that's when it really hurts us. When you really, when you can stand and, and be angry and, and, and hateful about things, you know, you're guarded. But when you love, you become vulnerable. Well, praise God. When you care about people. I have to tell you something. I have three points here tonight that I want to mention. I don't, I'm not going to be very long, but... But when we love, when we show compassion, when we try to be like Jesus and reach out to those that are hurting, reach out to those that are, that are broken with the love of God, number one, that does not mean that we are responsible for whether they, they love us back or not. Sometimes that love, they're fighting that. Sometimes there's a battle going on that has nothing to do with you. Psalmist said, they've rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. In one place, I believe it's Paul, said, the, the more I love, the less I am loved. Sometimes that's, that's more than, than a child of God can take. That's why you need to be filled up with the love of God. That's why we need the support and the strength of one another. And more than anything, just being filled up with God in prayer, real prayer. Real prayer that, that touches Him and, and, and we get filled up and renewed in Him because there's a lot of hurt when you start loving this world. We're in this world. The Bible says we're not of this world. And Jesus said very clearly, you're going to care about people and they're going to hate you. You're going to love people. You're going to try to give. You're going to try to, to minister. You're going to try to serve. You're going to try to help. You'll use your time, your energy, your finances, your heart with compassion. And that doesn't mean they're going to appreciate it. That doesn't mean they're going to love you. In fact, many times you'll, you'll walk away with tears. The Apostle Paul is very clear about Sometimes how he dealt with sin and dealt with the church and, and, and he knew that he was causing them to be sorrowful for their sin. And he said, I, I wasn't arrogant or proud about that. You read about it in Second Corinthians. But he said, I, I, was, I was weeping. I was sorrowful. Praise God. But it was so good to see how you responded finally in repentance. Listen to me. It, there's no guarantee that you're going to be loved back in this world. There's no guarantee that your neighbors are going to thank you for being a great example of Christ. There's no guarantee your children, your parents, your family, your friends are going to appreciate. But be that example nonetheless. 
Amen. Don't don't get yourself uh, tied up in feeling like there's there's ever going to be maybe that love. Get that love from God. Come back. You know when they were persecuting the book of Acts, what they did? They came to their own company. They came back and prayed and said, God, help us to be bold. You know why? Because being bold hurts sometimes. Loving people. Sometimes telling them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Isn't always popular. Jesus wasn't as popular as you might, have th- might think he would have been. In fact, obviously, you see it at the end. Even his own disciples run away. And he dies alone on that cross. Just because you're showing love and ministering to people, broken people, hurting people, recognize, doesn't mean you're responsible for whether they like you or not. Mark, the 10th chapter. Mark 10. Jesus talks about a young man that he meets here. So often we call him the rich young ruler. And Jesus has a conversation with him and he comes and says, What good thing do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, what does the law say? And he says, well, he told him the commandments and he said, I've kept them from my youth. Sadly, the truth of the matter is if you start looking in the commandments, you realize, hey, I need a savior. If you've looked into the law and you've looked into the commandments and you come away saying, I've done all this all my life. That's someone who is very self-righteous. Praise God, because the more you look into God's perfect law of liberty, the more you're going to find out, I need a Savior. But the Bible tells us in Mark 10, 21, Jesus beholding him, loved him. Loved him. I just want to stop there a minute. Jesus loved this man. This man in his religious ways, this man in his self-righteous ways, this man trying so hard to be everything he ought to be and feeling so good about it. Hey, but I know I'm not saved, but what's going on? I've been doing this all my life, but Jesus loved him. But listen to me, when Jesus got done speaking with him, it says in verse 22, he was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. Jesus dug down into something he never thought anybody would ever get down into in his heart. His love of, of material things. And the Bible says he will, goes away sorrowfully. He walks away grieved. Can I tell somebody today that has a heart of compassion, a heart of love, and wants to do more for the kingdom of God than ever before, it doesn't mean that you're responsible whether they serve God or not. Can I tell you, when you just start saying, I want to take every opportunity I can to love people, to help people, to serve, to shine the light, do everything that's within your power to be that blessing, to be, to be what Jesus would be in that situation. But don't get hung up on their decision. That's up to them. Listen to me now. Somebody hear this well. Jesus talked to that man and he walked away sorrowfully i know you can beat yourself up say what if i said it differently what if i it's got a, the, very few people walk away and say it's not you it's me 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Very few people say, you know what, you did a great job being a witness to me. I'll tell you, I, 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 think, I think you're awesome. I just am not ready for that. Most of the time they might attack you. They're going to criticize you. And you're already thinking, God, I, I'm, I'm weak at best. I'm just trying to do my best. I'm trying to find the right words. Can I tell you, this is a spiritual endeavor. God's using you in spite of you. Amen. It's just grace. Amen. He's got his spirit on you, and he's the one who's going to save. Jesus himself couldn't even get all, well, let me say it this way. Don't take me wrong now, but couldn't get all of his disciples even to heaven. Amen. He still had a Judas. Now, don't get me wrong. Jesus had everything they needed, but it was up to Judas to be able to say, I need it. Amen. Praise God. Jesus went into town and he says he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. I know what it's like feeling like if I would have just said it different. If I just would have said it right. If I could have shown maybe more love. Maybe if I would have shown, listen, God's the Savior. You're not. I'm not. You love, you show compassion, you do the best you possibly can, praying and seeking God for wisdom, for direction, but in the end, they have to choose. And you're not responsible for their decisions. You're going to be rewarded for the labor that you did. Oh, but I want them to be saved. Of course you do. But I was so hopeful. Of course you were. But I, I, I just I just could see all that they were and all their potential. I just could see the fit right there of them. Just it, it just a, a heart of, of, of loving God. But they walked away. God knows that feeling very well. Showing compassion, being the best child of God, the best ambassador for Christ, the best witness you can be doesn't mean people are always going to love you. It doesn't mean that that everybody's going to say yes. One more. I want to just spend a little bit of time here. Not a lot, but Matthew 10 verse 16. Something that I think we all need to be aware of. Something Jesus told His disciples. Think about it. In, in one sense, this uh, effort to reach out to the community. I mean, they've got Jesus leading the way. He's uh, kind of the pastor here right now. And we've got the, the disciples being the ones who are the soul winners. That's a dream team right there. Right? What could go wrong? But look what he says to them. Matthew ten sixteen. Behold... I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware, beware of men. For they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. That's what Jesus said. As we are in this world and have this corruption... It's not a Christian culture that we're living in. And uh, you'll see that God's people are, are where the light needs the most. And certainly we need light in this community. We need light in this nation. We don't know how people will respond. We, we can't 
allow ourselves to to be defeated, to be disappointed to the point of despair because people persecute us or people don't respond to us the way or in the time that we expect them to. But one other thing I want to say, don't be careless. There is a reason Jesus sent them out in twos. Amen. Because spiritually, we are sheep among wolves. There are spiritual forces that are threatened by your testimony. The fact that you want to be effective for the kingdom of heaven, the fact that you want to to have compassion, the Bible says in Jude, it talks about pulling them out of the fire. Amen. You're going to get the devil's attention. Amen. Don't be careless. People talk about, well, you know, I... I'm going to go into the bars and win souls. Well, you need some accountability, my friend. Because there's spirits there that are trying to pull you down. Oh, I'm going to try to reach out and help this sister. Well, brother, maybe there's a sister that might be able to help that sister a little bit more than you. Say, oh, I'm beyond. I'm I'm kingdom-minded. Just like David, maybe, right? David, look at all those psalms he wrote. Right? David loved He was a man after God's own heart. Man, I'm going to go over there and win Bathsheba and, and strengthen her. Maybe we'll have a little Bible study. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, your flesh, I don't care if you're 900 years old, your name's Moses or Methuselah. Amen. You better watch your sheep among wolves. Amen. The enemies say, I'm not looking for trouble. You're so vulnerable with that attitude because trouble's looking for you. Amen. You've got to be proactive. Jesus told them, hey, let me tell you before you get out there, the enemy's gunning for you. You've got a target on you. Amen. Recognize that. And you are vulnerable. Come on. Put them up, wolf. You're just a sheep. Don't be foolish. Amen. Be wise. Be wise. Be harmless. You're not fighting. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. But there are spiritual powers that when you get reckless, when you get careless, the wolf is there. The lion is there. The predator is always there. I don't care. Praise God. Pastor, you got to watch yourself. Amen. Amen. Uh, Whatever position you have in this church, that doesn't make you invulnerable to, to temptation and the flesh and the sin. This world is a dark place. And the moment you recognize that you are weak in yourself, that's when you're strong. We got to work together. We got to work together. We got to use our resources together so that we can accomplish the will of God without making ourselves vulnerable to the attack. I've seen good folks fall just that way and fight with me about it. Oh, you don't understand. I don't understand. Now, all of a sudden, when you feel like you love souls more than everybody else, you've already gone, you're already justifying reckless behavior. And if, if it takes that, I just, I just care about their soul. God's not calling you to be a spiritual martyr. Amen. To, to love and to serve and to help somebody. We still have to. Doesn't mean we can't be pulled down. It doesn't mean we don't 
understand that we are vulnerable to the enemy too and how the enemy would love to get a hold of somebody with a heart of compassion. Let's work together. Let's, let's see this world and all the sin and darkness and realize we've got the light. Realize that those people that maybe they're the loudest, maybe they're the, 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 the most vocal about, about how much they, they, they are against righteousness and godliness, and we see right through it, they need what God has. Let's be that light, but let's not be reckless. Can we bow our heads in prayer, please? Sister Katie, if you'd come. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's uh, there's a lot more involved sometimes with being a soul winner, with being a child of God that that salt and light. A lot a lot that goes along with caring. A lot that goes along with loving. Loving people, loving broken people doesn't mean it's always is is never going to be easy. Loving broken people can hurt sometimes. And I want to help you understand that it's it's not you. Just keep keep praying. Keep shining. Keep reaching out, being everything you can be for the kingdom of God. Guard yourself. Don't be reckless. Don't be foolish and think that that's a burden for God. That's never been God's plan. Recognize that you're still in this battle. Sometimes the hurt Sometimes uh, the disappointment, it can cause you to just kind of pull back into a shell and just not let yourself care anymore. I want somebody to hear me now and just realize, just, just, let, just hide in Christ. Just let Jesus be your, your shelter, the secret place of the Most High, abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. That's your saint. That's your refuge. That's your place. We're living in these last days. God's going to draw people out of sin. God's going to draw people out. That's where He got us. And God's going to use you. God's going to use you to shine that light and be that testimony. Your experience with God's going to help people see that there's victory over their addictions, victory over their depression, their anger, their lust. God's going to use you to shine that light. Don't get caught up in the wars that are going on in this world. Just the anger, the frustration, the tearing down. Those are broken people that need to see the compassion of God. But realize, it's a battle. It's a battle for the church to love like Jesus loved. But God's going to give us the help that we need every day to stand up again and say, Lord, I'm going to keep on caring, going to keep on loving, going to keep on showing compassion. In Jesus' name. Let's find a place to pray. Oh, hallelujah. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus.
your presence here, Lord. Help us in these crazy days, these last days that we're living in. Help us. Help us to have a focus. A focus on your kingdom, God. Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment that's spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you falling from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. Oh, help us, Lord. Help us to make a difference. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. On earth I long. Just to be Lord, help us, God. To love Jesus. To love like Jesus. On earth I long. Oh, yes. Just to love like Him. Fill us full of your compassion, full of your love, and give us wisdom. Wisdom, Lord, and boldness to be that light, to be that witness for you. God, be our shelter. Be our, Lord, our safe place, God, in you, that you, Lord, would give us the strength day by day just to continue to be effective for your kingdom in these last days. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you again for your presence here tonight, Lord. Thank you for each one gathered, Lord, to just desiring to be more of what you've called us to be. Help us, Lord. Equip us and enable us, Lord. And God, we love you so much for it. Lord, to you alone, Lord, belongs the glory. Bless each one now, I pray. Keep us safe as we travel. And God, just let your hand be upon each one of us throughout this week to bring honor to your name. We love you so much and we ask it all in your great name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you.